and welcome to the podcast Love to Heal. I'm Yulia, your guide on this journey of self-discovery, healing, and spiritual growth. Welcome to today's episode, Give to Get. This is the name of the episode that was inspired by an old Russian tale that I was reading to my daughter the other night as part of her bedtime routine. It inspired me to record this episode because it was all about giving and the beauty in giving and how it relates to spirituality. The tale was about a little ant that during a downpour found a little mushroom to hide under. Soon after he got under the hat of the mushroom, a moth came to him asking for shelter. And the ant didn't mind. He let the moth come in and stay dry. Soon after that, a tiny mouse came running, all wet. And she asked the ant to please let her under the mushroom too. The ant thought, well, it's a bit tight under here, but sure, come on over. After that, a little bird pleaded to hide from the rain too. And despite the lack of space, the ant once again let the bird join the group hiding from the rain. Finally, a rabbit ran by, all scared as he was being chased by a fox. And one more time, the ant found it in his heart to allow the rabbit to hide under the mushroom. When the rain stopped and everyone came out from under the mushroom, they couldn't understand how so many animals could have hidden under one small mushroom. Then a frog appeared, and the frog laughed at them, saying how silly they all are for not knowing that mushrooms grow fast in the rain. So after I finished reading this to my daughter, she's three years old, I explained to her that the more you give, the more you get. The ant was very kind and giving, and the more animals he allowed under the mushroom, the more it grew. And this is true also for the laws of love. The more love you give, the more love grows in your soul. As John Templeton, um, investor and banker and philanthropist once said, the more love we give away, the more we have left. The laws of love differ from the laws of arithmetic. Love hoarded dwindles, but love given grows. You see, to tap into the potential of the abundance of love, we must realize that we're not bound by scarcity, but rather embraced by the ever-benevolent universe that conspires to support our growth and fulfillment. In other words, since our soul is divine and infinite, 
so is the love available to us. The more you smile at people, the more compliments you pay to friends and strangers, the more loving energy and thoughts you send to people, the more health, well-being, and love you will experience in your life. Let me tell you another beautiful tale. Actually, it's a true story um, about a girl named Anastasia. This story is from a Russian book called Anastasia. It was written by Vladimir McGray, who recounts his trade trip to the Siberian Taiga in 1995, where he witnessed incredible spiritual phenomena and was inspired by this girl, Anastasia, and her spiritual insights to write and publish this book. Anastasia had the ability to heal with love. And one of the miracles she performed was healing a young girl and transforming her life in the course of 20 minutes. What happened was that the mother of this newborn child had abandoned her, deciding to leave this poor village in search of other opportunities. And um, she left her daughter very young. She did not breastfeed her, and she left her with her grandfather. And so this girl, she grew, and she was very weak, and she was very depressed. She cried a lot because she was yearning for her mother. She was always thinking, why did my mom leave me? Why did she not love me? Why did she not come back for me? And she would wait for the day that her mom did come back to her. And she would hope every day that her mom would come home with open arms and apologize for the fact that she left her daughter and that perhaps life would be better from then on. This little girl, she was living life of a victim, thinking that she was not loved. And I guess her grandfather didn't exactly help her feel any better. So this girl was always very sad. And the day that Anastasia met this little girl, the girl was crying. And she opened up to Anastasia and told her the story of how her mom abandoned her. And later, Anastasia explains herself that this poor girl had given in to the very hopelessness she had imagined for herself. And when we allow the restricted maps of reality, which are inculcated into us as truth, to operate our lives, we find that the very last only hopelessness and despair, those maps are dead structures of thought and have no living reality. When we plumb their depths, we find shallow emptiness, which will fill us with the only thing it can, which is despair. What Anastasia was able to transmit in simple terms to this child was to stop being a victim 
And instead of waiting for her mother's return, in her mind, which, which would be accompanied by gifts and apologies, instead of that, she inspired her to start to get stronger and healthier, to take up some hobbies like singing and actually prepare gifts for her mother, not wait for her mother to bring her gifts, but actually prepare gifts for her mother. She also, Anastasia also um, had uh, her own children, had had her own children recently, and she was still breastfeeding, and she actually gave some of her breast milk to this little girl, which made her feel more complete, because now she actually had tried a mother's true milk, and it made her feel more loved. But besides this, the girl actually was inspired to transform her life, to transform herself from an utterly helpless, pitiful girl waiting for somebody else to help her into an active, self-confident individual. So this little girl, she started painting and she painted their old house in which she lived and she fixed whatever she could. She planted flowers. She prepared gifts for her mom. And this action, right, this use of energy, it actually made her stronger and it made her more positive. It helped her to find a purpose in life, to stop being a victim. You see, when you start to give, you start to move energy. You open the flow and you begin to receive. When you sit there waiting for others to make you happy, to pay you, to give you gifts, you are inactive and nothing happens when energy becomes stagnant. The moment you start giving, whether it be time, money, gifts, and above all, love, you activate your receiving channels. As Sergei Lazarev writes in one of his books, the secret to health and happiness is simple. You give away a portion of love and energy, and you get back approximately the same amount of health, wealth, and other forms of happiness. If you received or want to receive more than you're given away, then you are bound to be ill or unhappy because then you don't own the wealth. The wealth owns you. Generosity is a spiritual practice that reflects an attitude of heart and mind. This is part of many religions, and now I understand why. In the book, Giving the Sacred Art, Creating a Lifetime of Generosity, Lauren Tyler Wright covers the charitable practices recommended by world's religions. She points out that giving is a blessing for both the giver and the receiver because it creates a connection with the vast of humanity. Generous generosity, of course, is not limited to money. As I mentioned before, even just a smile to a stranger is already an act of love, an act of giving. Rabbi David Cooper, in his book uh, called God is a Verb, 
recommends to put a small bill or coin every morning in a place where you can reach it quickly. This way, you can give it away to the first needy person you meet, without stopping to evaluate how the money will be used. This is so true because every time that I see, let's say, a beggar, right, come up to my car and ask for money, right away my ego starts to ask, "How is this person going to use my money? Are they going to?" Buy drugs or alcohol with it? Are they going to, you know, use it on something that I don't think they should use it on? So if you have just a coin or a dollar bill or something that you can reach and quickly give to the person without thinking, that is the best way to do it. Don't overthink it. <laughs> This simple practice cultivates the habit of giving without thinking about what you might. Get back, because oftentimes we think, okay, so if I give this, what am I going to get in return? But the idea here is selfless giving, unconditional love, giving with love. So it reminds you that everything you have is a gift from God to be freely shared. I've been teaching my six-year-old son for several years now. To put away a couple coins from his allowance into the charity box. When it gets full, we like to go to a local grocery store and dump those coins into this machine that allows us to then choose a charity to donate to, and we change it up. Sometimes it's the animal shelter, sometimes it's some kind of kids charity. So it is important to teach kids starting young. To put away a little bit of money for charity. Here's another way to perceive giving. Saint Regner Singh Ji Maharaj. I probably butchered the name, but he's a spiritual guide and author, and he explains one of the greatest things a human being can do is to give of himself or herself to serve others. Many people fear giving because they worry that they will have less. They do not realize there is a law of abundance at work in the universe. Whenever we give selflessly, unasked for, we end up having more. There are so many stories, perhaps you can relate, of people giving away something, making a sacrifice. Only to find out later that it was either returned or circumstances changed, and they no longer needed to give it away. Yet, regardless of the outcome, they were awarded with the feeling of satisfaction of having sacrificed for others. When we give, we feel God's blessing, blessings, many blessings showering down on us. We thank God that we chose to give rather than to be selfish and greedy. All who have given selflessly may have experienced that one never loses when one gives. We find more and more blessings raining down upon us unasked for, and our hearts are filled with godly love. Ultimately, I want to share. The wise words of Ram Das. 
I've mentioned him before. He's an American、um, spiritual leader and guru, and he、um, wrote on the topic of giving, giving love, which doesn't cost a penny. This is what he says: Being in love means seeing the beloved all around me. I'm not interested in being a lover. I'm interested in only being love. In our culture, we think of love as a relational thing. I love you, and you're my lover. But while the ego is built around relationship, the soul is not. It wants only to be love. It's a true joy, for example, to turn someone whom you didn't initially like into the beloved. Mother Teresa has described this as seeing Christ in all His distressing disguises. When I realized that Mother Teresa was actually involved in an intimate love affair with each and every one of the poor and the lepers she was picking up from the gutters in India, I thought to myself, "That's the way to play the game of love." So we must remind ourselves that every human being is just another soul, like us, who has taken a complicated incarnation, just as we have. Krishna, the Hindu god of love, compassion, and protection, once said, "I'm not going to fight because they are all my cousins on the side. We may disagree with one another in our current incarnation." But we are all souls. Remember, we're all affecting the world every moment, whether we mean to or not. Our actions and states of mind matter because we're so deeply interconnected with one another. Working on our consciousness is the most important thing that we're doing at any moment, and being love. Is a supreme creative act. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and please follow my podcast for more spiritual reflections and guidance. I hope today's episode has inspired you to start giving more of yourself, and not to worry that there's ever going to be an end to your love, your generosity. Your love is infinite, so feel free to give it away to every stranger you see, and every person you love, and every person that surrounds you. And today I will leave you with a quote by Mahatma Gandhi. So enjoy, and until next Sunday. The simplest acts of kindness are by far more powerful than a thousand heads bowing in prayer.